All right, welcome back. We have got a great episode of Dear Baseball Gods today. So we have Morgan Apu is my guest today. Morgan is the volunteer assistant at Jacksonville University in Florida. Morgan, home of the Dolphins. The home of the Dolphins. Uh, which you guys had a really good shirt. Like I like that shirt. It's a good it's a, logo. It's a cool. The brand and it had new, like some vents in the back. You're, the, you guys are Nike school. Yeah, Nike school. Brand new logo. A lot of rebranding, but overall, really cool shirt I had yesterday. Yeah, don't pretty, have it pretty on good today, swag. But it's it's been a good time of the year for myself and Lucas. Uh, a lot of our college kids are are back for their break, so Morgan's here just visiting family because you're now a a big time coach in a sunny state and a lot of our baseball players, volleyball players, softball players are back in training. So, um, it's good to see everyone and working out and Morgan, you're still super strong, which is good to see. I'm got, becoming old and decrepit and weak. So got back you're, to being you're trending in the right direction. That's good. Sure. Um, so run us, uh, through your bio real quick. Obviously I know it, but I think you can tell it probably better than anyone. You've been through a lot and really developed those as a player and now, making your inroads into D1 coaching. Yeah. So, I mean, from a playing side, I played uh, high school ball here in Bloomington Normal, grew up here. Um, always kind of watched a lot of baseball, a lot of college baseball. Um, went to a lot of Illinois State games growing up, so knew I wanted to play college baseball. And then when I was like 16 years old, um, Dan was working at Extra Innings at the time. And uh, we could have like hitting nights there, and he came up to us and – he, obviously, I mean, we were like one of the only ones there, so we were kind of serious about baseball. But I had, I looked like I was probably like 130 pounds, and probably my, less. Probably you guys less. can't see our, our uh, lamp. Probably it's probably not in frame, but you're about <laughs> as, as thick as that lamp. Yeah, I was. I probably had a hunchback. I probably had no bat speed, but Dan could tell I was serious about baseball enough to. He could lure me in to coming in to work out with him, and so. Throughout my last two years of high school, year and a half of high school, um, I worked out with Dan pretty, pretty religiously. I guess. I mean, you're a kid who would show up on you know days that every people other people wouldn't show up. Yeah. Right. Holidays, days like you should be home resting. Morgan yeah. would show up. Dan would kind of spite me to come in because he would tell me that like <laughs> he would be like, "Oh, you really want to play college baseball?" But look at you, you're like 145 pounds. That now. sounds like me. So he would pretty much spite <laughs> me into it, and pretty much it was like, well. If I don't come in today, like tomorrow, he's gonna just make fun of me. So I may as well just wear it today and this come is, in. Yeah, this whole episode <laughs> is gonna expose me as a huge bully. So it's all right. It worked out. So then, um, I guess as high school went around, um, it was I was still a senior, uh, still pretty underdeveloped. So I didn't make a decision until after um, my high school season was over. So it was into the summer and. I still didn't know where I was going to go to school. It was between a couple of schools. Um, I ended up going to a pretty local junior college. Played there for two years. Um, didn't play great ever, um, especially to my <laughs> case. thought I was going to, but that's beyond the point. Then I transferred to a Division two school and had some opportunities there, um, but ultimately knew I was going to coach, so whatever. I wasn't going to be a pro baseball player figured that out pretty quick um and then started coaching right away I coached for a year at Lee University um a division two school down in Tennessee after that year I was at St. Leo University another D2 school but in right outside of Tampa Florida and now I'm in my third year of college coaching and I am coaching at division one Jacksonville University so first thing we should talk about uh, is number one, the difference between Illinois and Florida baseball. Because we've talked about this on the phone, and there's a huge difference, right? There's a really big difference. Like, so growing up, like, our practices in high school, like, one, like, right now is December, I don't even know the date, like the 19th maybe? Yeah. And there is, I guarantee there is events going on in Florida, tournaments going on in Florida, showcases, so... Like, it's just more year-round for sure. Obviously, like, the weather is a huge thing, but they're not inside hitting. Um, they're getting more, like, live at bats. So, like, the one big thing, like, their tools down in Florida, their ability to hit, their hit for power in games, um, that is a lot better. And some of their baseball instincts are better, but they definitely don't, like, understand. Pitchers don't understand pitching, which nobody really does. But hitters don't. They just kind of like, this is how I've always done it. They don't understand why they steal bases. They just do it. Okay. But 
I mean, you, you kind of remarked that just like the physicality of players, like not just tools, but I mean, what? A, how would you compare and contrast in Illinois versus a, a Florida bred? I think so in Florida, like it's kind of you get to high school and because it's so year round, it's like you build yourself from high school. And now strength and conditioning is so uh, it's so open to everybody and everyone's doing it. So like, all right, you tailor as a freshman, you tailor yourself to year round baseball even before that, with strength training towards baseball. So it's, you know, you're really working on, I mean, like your your back muscle, your whole legs, wherever your power is going to come from, in your core as a freshman and instead of playing basketball in the winter. Um, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, we get a lot of three-sport kids out here, and in part because we have such a small area, like you can make, you know, your basketball team even when you're – you know, a little Johnny five foot, yeah, you know, or whatever. You, you haven't even touched a basketball in, since yeah, last basketball season. But in Florida, kids probably don't play as many sports unless they're just like stud athletes. Yeah, it just doesn't. It doesn't happen. Just especially with ba- the baseball presence. I mean, it's kind of like the baseball. I mean, it's up there with California and Texas, but it's like the baseball capital of the world. So if you're gonna play baseball, you're gonna do it year round. So there's no point to, I mean, not waste your time. It's a bad term, but no point to waste your time with other sports. Yeah. I mean, what do you feel like kids start to specialize younger in Florida? I think so. I mean, we have like a, academies and there's eighth graders and freshmen where uh, like that's all they think about is baseball. I mean, they're playing in tournaments in November, December. It's like you're going to play basketball or anything. But I mean, it's just kind of the culture yeah. of it and it is what it is. I mean, yeah. I, I was talking about this with someone the other day and it's like, look, you know, Playing lots of sports, especially when you're young, I think will help prevent injuries and burnouts and all that stuff and be good for your general athleticism. But playing basketball doesn't make you a better baseball player. Not one bit. Unless it's like purely like kind of gangly kid who's just like growing into his body, like all the agility and running around can be good for him. And you can learn better life lessons or different life lessons or different coaches and different sports for sure. But it doesn't make your swing better. It doesn't make you throw baseballs better. No. Or not. field baseballs better. So I think there's just like a little bit of a misconception. And it's not me encouraging your 12 year old to give up other sports. That's definitely not the message of this diatribe. But, you know, there's just like something for, to be said for the amount of contact time and like specific practice for one thing. Like no gymnasts doubt. to do it. Like yeah, you can't be an Olympic up. gymnast if you don't be an Olympic gymnast since you're 10. Yeah. Right? So I don't know. It's like it's such a double-edged sword talking about when you should specialize. If you want your kid to be mediocre, play all the sports for forever. Yeah. But at some point you have to, and it's just different for everybody when you have to give it up. Right. And it's not clear when that is. It's really just like a very personal thing. Like, do I want to do it that way? Do you love the sport enough to like only give it to baseball? Like, do you? Are there other things that football or basketball or whatever? you know, badminton, like, w- <laughs> teach you that you could use? Because, again, we have a, I have some kids in our program that, like, I'm like, look, I'm happy you're playing basketball. I think it's going to be really good because there's stuff in, on your baseball skill side that I don't think you're picking it up because your athleticism just, like, needs to just, like, you just need to be challenged athletically. Right. So I know that when they come back from, like, a lot of basketball or football, they're probably going to be more apt in baseball. They're going to be able to pick up stuff better and, like, make adjustments and just, like, their body's still – just your athleticism kicks yeah, in it's and developing. you get better. Yeah. So like that's a, a, a subset of kids. Then there's another subset of kids where it's like, okay, he's not in that boat, but his swing's not very good, his pitching is not very like whatever. He's just he's just wasting four months and then he starts back up and he's the same kid he was. So there's right. a difference. It depends on like what your developmental plan is, I think. And that was certainly not the uh the goal topic of this episode, but who knows where we're going to go today? Who knows? Could be anywhere. You got your yeah. M&Ms. I got my Twix. Yeah, M&Ms over here. But there's people in the gym now. You maybe hear a little background uh, noise, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's an interesting animal. Just depending on where you live, you get a very different experience. Right. And we kind of like Jacksonville, they've had a, a lot of success getting guys from the Midwest down from even Minnesota, Wisconsin. So like, those kids, they can't play baseball year-round, so it's like, you guys should play other sports, too. So it's not like, we're definitely not knocking it, but it's really, really hard to do both and play multiple sports at a high level. So at some point, you kind of have to focus. And as a college coach, it's if we see a kid in the summer and he play, we find out he plays multiple sports, one, it's kind of nice for us because we know he's not going to be super exposed in the fall. 
And if we like them and like we kind of get to know the kid and yeah, baseball is really what I want to do. Well, then we know he's probably going to make a jump at some point when he just focuses on baseball. But that freshman year, he might not be as, um, as I don't even know, as ready as somebody that has just played baseball for the whole year, for the whole last five years. Yeah. So, so do you guys look for people who are playing multiple sports, or is it just like just another thing to note? It's just another thing to note. It's that I mean, I don't look at it positive or negative. I mean, if you're a really good basketball player, that means you're really athletic. So maybe you can play. You you, you say you're a shortstop, but you play basketball well. That to me, that means you can probably play just about every position. So yeah, and it's going to mean you're under the radar because you're playing basketball for four or five, six months out of the year. Yeah. But is it a situation – so, like, like, say you have a kid who's an 18-year-old and he's coming up on the MLB draft, and he's, like, kind of raw at baseball. Like, he's, like, not that good, but he's, like, throws really hard, runs really fast. He's, like, has all the tools but isn't real good at baseball. Like, the other sports are probably maybe, like, a factor in the package. Like, oh, we like this kid because if we can mold him in five years in the minor leagues, yeah. then he might be a star. Like exactly. when we get him, he's going to be all baseball. Like, so for the draft, that probably makes sense. But does a college have that same attitude where it's, you guys don't have as much time. To yeah. We don't, yeah, kid. we don't have like, I mean, in the minor leagues as a, if you get drafted out of high school, you probably have, I you've mean, got four years. Probably, yeah. If, if you, you have to really money. screw yeah. up to, to not give yourself three, four, five years. And they know, you're going to get, I mean, you're going to be seeing 96 every day for however many days now. And so you're going to, I mean, you're going to have to get, it's going to be sink or swim right away. Whereas in college, like, you're right, like, we only have four years and really, like, you don't have, yeah, you don't have many guys that don't play as juniors that make a huge impact as a senior. Um, just because you're either going to get a junior college, like, this kid's not ready yet, we're going to get a junior college kid, or a freshman can just, compete with them so I want to play the freshman or sophomore instead of him I mean that's yeah that was my college career I understand it because we'll talk about a little that a little bit more so when you're a senior I mean if they have a freshman who's comparable it sounds like they're going to give the chance right to the so uh I mean my my senior year I guess was the big year where it happened and um like you know I got in there I had a really good summer before um, played with other kids in the league, put up similar numbers, and those were guys that were impact guys on the team. And then the the season came, and it was I hadn't really performed to where I wanted to or where I thought I should, so I underperformed to my standards. But there was a freshman that was similar, similar skills, probably more raw tools, but doesn't have the experience. Um, we were kind of projecting to be just an okay team. We had actually lost two. We were going to have two senior pitchers in our rotation, but they were drafted. So yeah. another hit on our team where we got to be a little bit more offensive because we're not going to pitch as well as we would hope or we planned, I guess. Um, and so just the season, the lineup came out, and he – I mean, we would compete in practice, compete before, but he was – We'd put up similar numbers, so why wouldn't you play the freshman? We weren't projected to be a super good team, so me being in the lineup had no impact where he was in the lineup for two years, and their second year they were a really good team, and he had a ton of experience. So it was the other kid that kind of played over me was a junior instead of a senior, so he had another year, um, and then there was another junior. So there's going to be three sen- uh, two seniors and a sophomore in the infield that you're going to return so you're going to get those guys the 200 at bats that they need yeah it's just kind of the priority system it happens yeah. in the minor leagues too i mean at yeah, some point everywhere yeah so yeah if you're 30 and you get called up to the big leagues like you've got to do really well right away and if not they're like oh we'll give a 24 year old that right. same chance because if he develops we'll have him and control him for a while so. right that makes sense. It's still not an easy thing, I'm sure, to go for. No, it's not. And, I mean, it was – but at the same time, you're – I mean, we're, we didn't win a lot. We were around a 500 team, and I think we were a game away from the conference tournament. So, like, every day it was like hopefully we win to extend the season. I mean, we all had the common goal, but there were days that was definitely easier than others. You know, you take – two bad rounds in VP, it's like, oh, thank, thank God I'm not playing today. Like, I would not have done good, but. Yeah. So do you feel like your journey thus far, do you feel like you're starting to see any kind of light at the end of the tunnel? Like, are you progressing? Okay. 
moving up like yeah. the way you thought so, you would? So I'm definitely progressing as um, I kind of planned. Obviously, I've had I've been coaching for three years, and I've also I've coached two different summer leagues, so that was good experience. That a side side note, but to help my resume. But at the same time, like I never planned on only being at my first two places for one year. So my first year, I got an opportunity to go coach with the coaching staff that I played for as a senior who I was comfortable with. Um, I really liked the way that they coached, the way that we played, our style, the sense of chemistry and family that like we were trying to build. So it was definitely like leaving my first job to the second job was definitely like promotion. Like it was the right direction for myself and my career. Um, and really, um, it was really, really weird how like coaching happens and coaching moves. It happened. Like I got a call, our assistant got a call in September and he asked me if I was interested. And at that point I really like, I planned on being at St. Leo for a long time and like eventually kind of getting a master's degree. I was kind of like a coach and waiting for that. Um, but all of a sudden, like the opportunity came about, I was, working at a golf course while I was coaching at St. Leo. So I was up at 5 a.m. like four or five days a week, which is not fun to go from. terrible, yeah. Yeah, it's terrible to go yeah. from the golf course to straight to practice in like 95 degree heat. So you're outside all day. Um, so then I got an opportunity to make pretty much the same amount of money at a higher level and a pretty good program, a program that's on the upcoming and we should have Hopefully we're able to have another good year. So it really, it's just happened. It's weird how it happens. They always talk about it's who you know and everything. And like, really, that was my career so far was who I knew put me in the right place. And at the same time, like they knew it was the best decision for me. And it was really hard to leave them because we were close. We had a really good year last year at St. Leo, better, way better than expected. Um, and we kind of, you know, recruiting all summer long for St. Leo. I never planned on leaving. So it's like these guys, I'm going to like coach them and developing relationships with them. And then all of a sudden you're gone wow. and yep. you have no relationship with them or yeah. never talk to them again. But that's part of it. And especially being young, I don't think it's definitely not the first time I'm going to move in September. And definitely not the last place I'm going to coach at. Yeah. And I think the goodbyes thing, like I've I've talked at length about – I don't know, goodbyes, you know, it's just the sports world are full of them. Yeah. And you just, I think everyone over time learns, like, you just can't drag it out. Yeah. It's just be like, look, this is like, you might be cut the next day. I might be traded the next day. We could all be fired. Like, there's just a lot of turnover. It's it's part of it. It's the same as most jobs, but it's, uh, yeah, I get get where you're coming from because it's hard. You want to feel like you're building something and then – yeah, so, Adios. and, I mean, I think the the way that kind of the attitude, and I've heard other people say it is each day you just kind of put your head down and work, do your job, and, I mean, plan on being there. You don't think about the next job. If you start thinking about the next job, you're going to be not committed to the team, and it's going to be noticeable, and mm-hmm. it's not the right way to do it. So you just plan on taking it day by day and putting everything you got into it, and then whatever comes up, that's usually when the good stuff comes up. So, yeah, that's fair. So your duties as a volunteer assistant, the D1 level, take us through them. So, um, I mean, my big thing, um, not like super baseball related would be like the camp stuff. That's how I get paid. So as a volunteer assistant, I'm not allowed to get any benefits from the university at all. So I couldn't get like health insurance. I can't get a salary. Um, It all has to come from outside sources so I'm not even sure like what those outside sources are but I know for me it's camps so um, I get X percentage of every camp I get ample opportunities to do um, my own clinics infield clinics hitting clinics on my own to make more money but could you take old baseballs and make bracelets and sell them on Etsy oh that's a good idea we have that an outside source that's an outside source they put them in the dumpster you could just like, oh, someone take took him out, out of the dumpster. And then I, I'm going to have to yeah. make an Etsy account. Maybe like some glitter and some yeah, glue. Maybe like an eBay account. Do you have too. like a pine cone tree? 
pine trees somewhere in the outfield. You could just harvest pine cones, sell those, put a little could, peanut butter this on time, them. This time of the year, I could dress them up as snowman, yeah. paint them up. and There's a lot of outside-the-box ways you could do this. So it's, I'm going to have to go go back. I leave tomorrow morning, and big, the first thing I'm going to do is go to the – piece, yeah. Go and figure out all the baseballs I can sell on Etsy. and Yeah. I mean, you get a big uh, – I mean – fire sale like all the mound dirt yeah well i need so that that's cheap. that's so like my cheap. so my that's like my second duty is taking care of the field so i'd prefer to have all the mound mm. clay mm. so it helps so in like okay. all right march i'm not like we'll, coach we're out of mound we'll take, clay we'll take uh <laughs> pillaging and, and stealing your 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 field off the table okay <clears throat> so how else do you make money as a, as a volunteer um i have opportunities to work other camps for people during certain times of the year the summer is a big one so i mean to go work a showcase or work a camp or throw bp but really that's like my main sources of income right now so so no more golf stuff no more golf stuff i don't my my salary i wouldn't have time like it's more we only get three coaches they get two full-time coaches a volunteer assistant and an ops guy so it's kind of like hey you need to be here so is that jacksonville's mandate or is that like um i would kind of imagine that no it's not i would just imagine yeah i mean i would just imagine um it's kind of just standard in the business to get things done yeah Um, that makes sense so day-to-day uh what are you guys doing like you're home right now what are your kids doing as they're on their winter break uh we have like a for our pitchers they're on like a throwing program um they have a lifting they're sent home a lifting and conditioning program so they can be in good shape when they come back um we'll have like uh hitters i mean it's kind of just hit every day we'll hopefully they can get with um people that can throw batting practice and they kind of will do their own drills we do um kind of like each week of our fall is like a different like focus so hopefully i mean they incorporate two strike approach three one up count approach i'm sure Um, they won't yeah, they probably no, I never did. I never did. <laughs> I never did. So that's that's <laughs> well, a wash. So. Well, that good old voice of you hope kids do. But yeah. Someone, so one or two, one or two kids will do it. I'm sure. Yeah, but so I mean, just hit, get your work in, keep kind of fresh where you are, and then um, we will actually have like two and a half weeks of individuals before we have team practice when we get back. So that's mm, when we'll really hammer individuals. Them. Yeah. We'll hammer them on the two strike approach and yeah. um, getting jobs done, executing our offense. So. Fair enough, fair um, enough. And then you guys kick off uh, when? February 15th is the opening day for Division One. God, this is going to be so nice. You're just in Florida. It's Florida. Like, it's, oh, we'll just and go like, play outside right now. It's February. We'll yeah. just like, play. It's and like 80. I'm in like North Florida, so like it's not as nice, but yeah, it's still nice. I'm kind of being a, I'm kind of being a snob I right now. I can't even relate to that. No, you can't. Like, what, what is life? What is life? I won't be – hopefully I won't really have to be in, like, a sweatshirt even. Like, I'll just be in my jersey. And, I hope on the first pants. day of the season a coconut falls off a tree that's in the head. <laughs> now, you're not injured, We're... but it just reminds you to be thankful <laughs> of all the things. No. And then maybe the monkey that knocked it off, like, spits on you or something. But then you're fine. But, yeah, I think it's just, like, a dream world to live in Florida, and at least as a baseball player. Yeah, definitely. Because when you're off the field, you're just, like, sweating and everything. You're just, like, sticky. Yeah, it's, it can get pretty hot, but it's also nice when it's November and it's 70 degrees outside. And I also live on the beach, so it's pretty cool. My backyard is the beach. How do you pull, how did you pull these things off? That's from a 120 pound kid. Now to, I'm living on the beach. The dream in Florida. Division one baseball coach. Yeah, so. it's not terrible. Not too bad. So the rest of your path. So you said you didn't necessarily have clear plans, but. Where do you see yourself in two or three years? Um, I mean, what's hope, the next step? Like, if you got a phone call next September, the next step. What are you hoping is on the? So other the next call? step would be a full time job of some sort. Um, whether it's like a recruiting job, I actually was pretty fortunate. Our head coach, unfortunately for him, had to have a hip replacement, so he wasn't able to recruit all fall. So I was like the you can only have three people out on the road. Another rule, so you can. So I was the third man up. I was the next man up. So I was a I was able to recruit for, I mean, I have Division One recruiting experience on my resume now. Division Two, uh, anybody can go out. So I recruited all summer, all fall for all of that. So 
I've recruited before, but it's not been my job to manage the recruiting budget and all that stuff. So, I mean, the next step would really just be a full-time job. Um, hopefully, um, at a school in Florida, I don't really ever want to move, but wherever it is, it is. Um, there's a chance for like a rule change where my job could be like, I could start to receive some sort of benefits, but it's kind of up in the air. Who knows if it's going to happen? But I don't see why they would why they have to stipulate that you like can't get money. I, yeah, like if you can hire anyone you want, right? Like if, if Vanderbilt could hire ten people, ten coaches, and pay R- them, why can't you? Why yeah. pay a volunteer? Right. Yeah. That I, mean, I don't. I guess maybe there's something we, maybe we don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not too up to date with the rules. I just know that's what I write in your contract. Look, I get a bag of peanut M and M's every week. That's all you need. Uh, I get a new pair of shoes. And I get all the baseballs I want to make Etsy bracelets. <laughs> make Etsy bracelets. Yeah. yeah. They don't have to be I new. They I don't want to have game. to steal them anymore. They I wanted to get them. <laughs> I want a, three dozen on my desk every day. <laughs> yeah. Every Once a week. Once a week. Yeah. And then, yeah. So that's, that's interesting. Okay. So coaching is in full force. And then how do you – I mean, do you, do you like the coaching life? Because obviously, like you said, like you have a, I know you have a very serious – um, girlfriend in your life and you have uh, just like how easy it is, is it to form a normal life as a college coach right so it's definitely not easy at all I mean I have a girlfriend so I mean we live together so it helps with bills and all those things I don't I only have to pay half the rent to live on the beach you make about half a bag of M&M's yeah so um, yeah but I only get half a bag of M&M's yeah that's about your salary so um, but uh, I mean, it's definitely, it's a tough lifestyle, but it was kind of through college. It was what I knew I wanted to do. And I had pretty good resources as to kind of what it was going to be. Um, and I've also been pretty fortunate to live one to have like the support for my parents. My first year, like they still paid for everything. I was still in school, so they understood that. But mm-hmm. I mean, if I didn't have that, it was like, wasn't really making any money. I was paying for part of school, so it was like just collecting debt is what I would have done, which would have been impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I've I've also been pretty fortunate to have coaches that have been understanding. Where um, my coach now, he could just wait until the camp and then give me my camp check, but he gives me like a monthly. So it's kind of like I get paid, but I I get paid from him. So like my first four months, I was completely I was running up a debt to him. But then we had camp, so I'm, and I'm actually in the what is it, the black now. So I, I have credit, and then we'll have another camp, so I'll have a little bit more credit. But okay, um, so I've just been pretty fortunate to be like with the right people where it can I can make it work. I've been pretty smart. I don't spend a lot of money. I don't spend it out. I don't go out on to the bars all night, all every day of the week because I would have no money. I would do that for like two weeks, and I would be. Plus you have a serious girlfriend, so you don't actually have any fun. You guys just yeah, I don't have fun. I watch like Hallmark channels on, <laughs> on the couch, so that's yeah. And I'm sure she's like super supportive because that's a. I mean, she's yeah. That's your that's the other yeah. Like moving, so we we didn't when I was in Tennessee. She we had a distance relationship, but then I mean, I got the job in Florida. She she moved down to Florida with me. So, I mean, it would be easier. Yes, it'd be easier if I didn't have a significant other to make like decisions to leave Tampa to go to Jacksonville. But at the same time, like it doesn't like I'm not making any more money, but it's a better, like it looks better on a resume. It's a career, it's a step up. It's a good program. But I also had to think of how she was going to be affected. So it was like, I mean, it's like we're married, but we're not married, but we have to consider each other. Do you have the beach house? But we live on the beach. So that's like, yeah, it's like a bonus. Got each other. Yeah, and the beach. And M&M's and Etsy. <laughs> she can probably run my Etsy account. It'd be good. Yeah. Try, I might have to give her a percent. I mean, she gets a Well, you're not creative anyway. at all. No, so. she, I would need her help. <laughs> if I was creative, I would have done this four months ago, and I, I would have sold at least 36 bracelets by now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Morgan's Etsy account <laughs> on Instagram. They'd probably think it's a girl, which, yeah. would, be, which would maybe help. You do have a girl's name. Yes. Yep. Well, I, well, I mean, you grew up with his name. Is it more of a boy's name or a girl's name? I, I really don't. I think it's very neutral. It's very, like, I don't know many Morgans that are girls. I don't know many Morgans that are boys, though, either. But 
I mean, there's definitely like a perception when I say my name is Morgan sometimes or like people will be like, I thought you were a girl or like they don't know or like they're just kind of taken by it. But I think it's becoming more like neutral. I mean, like Morgan Innsberg played for the Astros when yeah. I was growing up. There's I think there's someone named Morgan Burkhart too. I don't know if that's a baseball player. I'm not sure. There is a. I remember Morgan Ensberg for sure. Um, Morgan Freeman is a. He's a great actor. He's a great actor. He has a great voice. Yes, I love my name. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. that's just kind of what I go to. And and names are weird. Like when you go to other countries or you just meet, and that's why I think America's great with all the diversity. Like you just realize a name can be any it amount of made up letters. It doesn't like, matter. My name could be Morph Morfano. Like it could <laughs> and, be whatever you wants to and, be. People like they wouldn't even look twice like, at you. Where Daniel is pretty nonsensical when you put the letters next to, to each other, <laughs> but it's like accepted. But if you go somewhere else, it's like here's my friend Lampy, Lampy, <laughs> like, and and this is Microphonus. Like, I mean, I don't know. You could just be whatever you want to be. It's just the name. People name their kids Apple. <laughs> it's just like, okay, I'm an Apple. <laughs> so you don't think twice about it. It's yeah. just what you what you're given. So yeah, names are names are strange. So, okay, so, like, take me through the day, the day-to-day activities when you're recruiting. Because I think a lot of people say, oh, I'm on the road all the time. I'm recruiting, I'm recruiting, I'm recruiting. But, like, what does it actually look like? So, usually, um, and where I'm at, locate like, geographically, for me, this fall, it meant going to, like, two places. It meant going down to Palm Beach or over to Fort Myers. Um, that was like the two big tournaments. There's like 12 fields over there. So it makes it easy and a headache because inevitably it's going to rain in Florida during the fall. So like you get to figure out what field you're going to be at and the schedule. There's a lot of teams, but usually the games start at eight o'clock and usually you have a pretty good idea of what games you're going to, to start the day. So it's like, I got to be at, how do you get that idea? The... Um, based off of like our previous like recruiting, whether it's we've seen a kid at a camp, we hear about a kid from somebody like Dan or the the senators. Um, whether we when people email you and they send yeah, you recru- recruiting send, questionnaires, do they do those yeah, factor into it? A little bit. Um, videos, but I think like word of mouth, like coming from somebody like Dan or another travel organization, is probably like the best one. Like, hey, this guy is I don't have any good names, but Make up, make one up. It could be anything. It could be anything. Let's say his name's Clark. No, make a better name. All right. Well, uh, we'll go with. Uh, it could be literally any amount of words. I'm looking around our our room. Uh, we can go with. Uh, Socklang. Socklang. Socklang tripod. Socklang tripod. Okay. I have Socklang tripod who is on our team that you know. You can't he, make up their last name though. Their not, last name is given to them. So we'll just refer to him as Sockling. <laughs> Sockling. Okay. And he is just as good as – I need another name. Uh, Helmeton. <laughs> Helmeton. He, you know, we had Helmeton last year. He went to <laughs> he went to LSU, but he's just – or he committed to LSU, and, you know, there's a lot of the same characteristics. And well, I don't even remember his name. I'm trying to think of how many, how many human beings on the face of the earth are named Sockling. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be somebody. There's got to be someone. <laughs> so I apologize. If I'm not making fun of the name. It's just we made it up because there's a pair. Of, there's some socks over there. We're in our our podcasting studio, and uh, I don't know where Lang came from, but <laughs> Socklang. Socklang. He's so, out there somewhere. Um, you know, and Socklang is just as good as this Helmeton. So, um, so I mean, usually we get a pretty good I- idea of that. In the fall, we were. It was more. The fall, the summer, you kind of identify who you're going after, and in the fall, it was kind of like, all right, we are checking, we're double checking, triple checking how this kid performs because we want to offer him a scholarship and we want this kid to be a dolphin. So that was kind of our big goal this summer, um, and then uh, so another way, I mean, and then when there aren't games going on, you start, you figure out, all right, this team is pretty good usually. I'm gonna go watch them. And it's usually like their freshman for us. It was like their freshman sophomore team, so the kids that are twenty twenty ones or twenty twenty twos. And we're gonna go figure try to identify our next kind of our crop to talk about and start actively, or I guess not who we want to make con get in contact with and who gotcha. we need to be on the workout for next. Gotcha. 
Sorry, I'm just I'm, I'm I know the acoustics of the table, and there was an episode of or Twinsies podcast where I was like really driving home my point, <laughs> and you could hear it as it like pings through the uh, the mic. But um, anyway, the uh, so kind of word of mouth and trusted sources where they can sort of give you like, hey, this guy's comparable to this other player that you already right. know. That's a good yeah. Good and for, for you for me, like my trusted sources especially in the state of florida aren't as much but our head coach has been in florida his whole life he's went to jacksonville coached there two different occasions now the head coach our assistant coach has been all over the country so he has numerous numerous uh, yeah. numerous uh, amounts of trusted sources from florida where he grew up to the other places he's been to so there's a lot of that's kind of the biggest connection and then ultimately we have to see them at some point. Yeah. Um, so. So do they? I mean, like I'm, I assume video to corroborate that helps. Yeah, you. video. Yeah. You, video. What you go to the field at in Fort Myers at 8 a.m. You've got X amount of guys to see in limited time, so you want to yeah. know who do I really want to right or check who, out? Like, yeah, you have to you, probably see them for at least a handful of at bats. Yeah, you idea. you try to see uh, like one of us will try to see them a game, and then it's you know big group, a huge group text message like hey. I need you to go look at him or get a second look at him in a second game. So now you got to figure out, like, kind of just got to tag team and figure out how you're going to get where and who's going to go where and when you got to be at every spot. So. Okay. And then on, like, the character, like, the who is this person as a human being? So who is, how do you find out who Sockling is? <laughs> Sockling. So we would call, I mean, if he was coming from the trusted source, like, that would be the first, like, hey, like, all right, what kind of kid is he? Um Another one would be you get a pretty good impression of talking to the kid, how he answers questions, if he kind of acts like he's. What kind of student do you think Sockling would be? Sockling be a is good a good student. Yeah. He, yeah. Chemical he, engineer. Okay, we have we have engineering that work. That, perfect. That'd be perfect. Man. Sockling. Building your perfect. Recruit and that would right be. Now. I mean, that's kind of six foot nine. Okay. Three twenty. Six <laughs> percent body fat. Wow. Hundred sixteen mile per exit speed. It's like a. Aaron Judge that's better. Rocketing up the PBR reports. Better than Aaron Judge. Um, so, I mean, that would be, like, the first question. Like, what does Sockling want to do? Does he want to be a chemical engineer? At St. Leo, we had a lot of kids that were like, I want to be engineering. Well, you should look at our website because we do not have engineering. So, do you really want to be an engineer? It's not going to work here. So, mm-hmm. um, and then, you so you get, you ask your other sources, you talk to the kid, figure out if he answers a question like he's the best person in the world, probably a little bit of a red flag. If he's kind of down to earth, there's, you know, he gives good responses, doesn't seem like a jerk, and all right, you're not a, I mean, it's probably a green flag if we want to go with red and green. Mm, and green then got it. Uh, we got, you can talk to his high school coach, you can talk to, um, kind of figure out if he's played with anybody that you currently have on your team to see if he's a good teammate, kind of get those character issues ironed out through that. Social media? Social media, yeah. Um, Do you snoop? I don't really snoop, um, but if it if it comes up and it's like, what is this kid posting? Usually, for me, it's more of like a conversation, like, hey, we got to stop doing this. Like, You have to be like professional at some point. I think it's – Kind of known now that you probably shouldn't post stupid stuff, but stuff gets still. I mean, Josh Hader. Yeah, stuff still gets tweeted, retweeted. For I think like now the big thing is like retweets. Like they'll post something and it has like the F word. Like come on, like let's not carry yourself a little bit better than that. Which I don't care if you cuss at all, but not the best look when your mom can see it and she probably yeah it's just probably it's just public perception yeah that's not what sockling should be doing no sockling be be a a good good kid yeah but we'll have that conversation and he'll clean it up he'll delete it all which we'll figure it out okay so that's like a day in the life on the road um and then as far as like so you see a kid you like him a lot do you go talk to him at the ballpark that day if he's okay. old enough like what's good the, what's very the good question so we like if i see a kid at anything any showcase um camp or game unless if it's our own camp i cannot talk to the kid at the facility at all i can um, really yeah 
So if they do, like they're breaking the rules. Even this is a, a if they're like a junior, senior in yeah. high school. I can't talk. I what? if he was committed to us, I could talk to him. But like I can't just go up and. Is be that like, a new rule or how old is that? That's pretty like standard for a while. You can't do that. That's so weird. How do yeah. you then make contact with people? So like now, um, I can't call a kid until they're a junior in high school and it's September 1st. Okay. So then I can openly have conversation. I can't, I still can't talk to you at your field or showcase, um, at your game, I guess, not your field. Um, but I can call you like once we're in the parking lot, I could call you. Um, <laughs> we still couldn't like meet up. That would be against the rules. Um, but then like you could always call me, you could always email me, um, and have contact that way. Um, but like now, the way the rules are, like, um, a way to do it would be like I would call Dan and say like Dan, I really w- I'm interested in Sockling. Um, mm-hmm. Could you have him reach out to me? Um, could you see gauge his interest in Jacksonville University? Could and if he's interested, reach out to me. Which Jacksonville being a Division One school in the state of Florida is probably like you probably wouldn't have to tell him anything. Like Division One state of Florida, they're interested. And he'd probably mm-hmm. be like, I'm in. So um, there's definitely some, like, hoops and ladders to jump through, but it's part of part of the business. It helps. Maybe it'll help, like, slow down recruiting, but probably not. Yeah, I remember when I was the go-between for one of our, our higher recruits. It was an interesting situation because he was too young. He was a freshman. Yeah. So he was the coach was explaining he's like yeah he can call me and if and if i pick up we can talk right but if he calls me and i don't get him i can't call yeah him back. And I, yeah that's like so the other thing like me. if i get a missed call like and they leave me a voicemail hey can you contact like that's like the famous one hey just give me a call back well actually i can't so and i can't even like text you back like call me now um so yeah the go between yeah you just kind of have to figure out why a, do you think the rule is that you can't talk to someone at the field i really i'm sure like it has to do so I, I remember this from, like, junior college. Like, all right, a pitcher throws 94. You probably, like, everyone's going to give him, hey, business card, here's your offer on the back of it. So it's kind of just to yeah. stop that. Um, hmm. But it's different, I guess. It's, um, I guess it's not really different to me. It's kind of just how it's always I mean, it's been It's like a filibuster me. rule. So if I'm, like, yeah. a small school, I'll just, like, go talk to you and just, like, box you out. I'm yeah. Like, oh, like, like, talk yeah, to you. and, like, you're a small school. Like, I really don't, like – no one cares if I'm talking to this kid, but at some point. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that makes some sense. It just seems curious. Yeah, and now, like, the the way the rule is written, if Sockling, he's a sophomore in high school, all right, he's, I'm interested in Jacksonville University. All right, hey, me and my family are going to come down on a visit to, you know, we set up a tour with admissions. We actually can't even, like, if I saw him in the hallway, I could, like, hey, like, could probably, like, have that conversation, but – we couldn't have any open conversation about recruiting. Like we could say, Hey, how are you doing? And that would be the extent of the conversation that we could have. Hmm. So you can't come into our office. We'd have to be like, sorry, we can't do this, but you can talk about like favorite crackers that you eat while watching Netflix. Like, I don't hey, think, you cheese it, you cheese it's guy. You I, don't, like I think, I think that would unfortunately Triscuits be against guy. the rules, but I'm definitely. Triscuits are against NCAA rules. No, triscuits are triscuits are in play, but talking to him about triscuits is is probably against the rules. But I'm a cheese. I'm a cheese guy. Could be code. I've heard. Yeah, like I've heard. Uh, University of Texas. They say the word triscuits. It really means Benjamins, <laughs> which Benjamins means hundred dollar bills. So this is a very enigmatic code that they have. It converts recruiting lingo into money into then snack type foods. It's like, hey man, do you like Snickers? It's like I like Snickers. Deal. Yeah. Wait, what just happened? What just happened? So that's probably He's committed to University of Texas now. That's I'm probably that why it is against it would be against the rules. Mm, mm. But I'm a Cheez Its guy. Definitely. I want to become a college coach now just to make some sort of code. I'm gonna make a machine and then we're gonna speak in, <laughs> in, in snacks. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> snacks. It's gonna be some crazy system that will make no sense, but I'll get all the recruits somehow. <laughs> Speaking in snacks. Speaking in snacks, yeah. Um, okay, so you then can't talk to the kid. You make contact. Um, how does the offer process kind of go? So, you know, you're interested in sock laying. You're ready to tell him that he's got 24,000 Triscuits waiting at <laughs> Jacksonville. <laughs> how does how does he, uh, like, how does that work? Does... Um, so usually, like, at, 
our recruiting coordinator, head coach, it would definitely it would not be me. I would not feel comfortable offering the money that I'm not really in it's charge of. A lot of triscuits. Yeah, it's a lot of triscuits. Um, so they would have a conversation. Um, we kind of figured out what the dollar amount is. Um, our biggest thing is a private institution, is so you get academic aid. I mean, our school is definitely not cheap, but you get academic aid for having good grades. Um, okay. It's scaled to um, what. Uh, your location in state out of state kind of to help offset like the money that you a Florida resident gets at a Florida school so it kind of helps offset it but an out-of-state kid would get more money to offset that cost um, and then your GPA um, we don't have to factor in test score which is kind of nice for us um, if it's good it'll help you if it's not so good it's not gonna hurt you yeah. um, so um, we'd run that through, I mean, to figure out if Stockling, when we talk, he's going to be chemical engineer, three, I think he said a three, six GPA. So he'd probably, at least, yeah, at least. at least. So he's, you know, he had a good semester. It's going to go up. So he's probably looking at a higher academic amount. So then we don't have to give him a kid that would be like a two, eight GPA. We'd probably have to give him a lot more money to help offset those costs. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. And then it's like, hello, Stockling. Here is. Your package, is there like you put the squeeze on them? Like you've got thirty-one minutes. Like uh, I mean, it just kind of depends on the time and depends on like what else he has going on. If he has a visit up, you might want to pressure him. How much we value him? How big the offer is? If you give a really big offer, it's kind of like a slap in the face. If he's like, I need two months to do this, we're like, all right, well, we're not gonna hang on to your money for two months. We're gonna yeah. spend your money. So. Now it's a little different just with how sped up it is. I mean, everyone's like, we, for our 2020 class, we have like nine kids committed. So really we're on like 2021. So if you're a sophomore in high school, we can't even talk to you, but that's kind of who our next wave of offers is going to go to. So it's gotcha. kind of slowed down for that. But at the same time, like we can't, we still don't want to have somebody like, oh, I want to wait until after my junior year. Well, I mean, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit. So say Sockland commits as a sophomore, mm-hmm. and he is a pretty bad sophomore year. And then he is a junior. He is a pretty ugly junior year. Yeah. And now senior year is coming around, and Sockland hasn't panned out the way you thought. What – I'm not saying for Jacksonville. I'm just saying right. in general, what have you heard as far as, like, decommitting and, like, yeah. is your scholarship so, sh- safe for right. the rest of your – so. I'm not really sure how Jacksonville University would do that. We um, haven't been in that position as far as I know. We had a lot – we were kind of late with getting these 2020s or 2019, so it was kind of like we were doing the two – they were not – I wasn't even really a part of it. They were doing the two classes together, so it wasn't super far out. To Mm -hmm. They had a pretty good idea of who the 2019s were that they were going to get. But, I mean, it's a really – shady thing i know i heard a story where uh i won't mention the school but they called the kid on monday night so he was going to sign his letter of intent probably at school in front of mom dad grandma and maybe his you know cheerleader girlfriend that was mm-hmm. good looking and they said yeah we uh we're not gonna we had to you know we, we oversigned we can't sign you so he had 12 hours notice that he wasn't going to be able to sign at school the next day because they weren't going to send him a letter of intent so, um, and that wasn't even really because, I guess, maybe necessarily because he hadn't panned out, but they just got other commits from other players, and it's like looking at the numbers, and they had too many kids. So they can't. So just kind of collecting, like, oh, here's a good one. We'll grab him early, and then, yeah, and then nine recruits later, he's the 10th yeah, best recruit. They, they probably had, trim. like, they probably needed to go Juco heavy. Like, they probably lost a kid or two that they weren't expecting to or um, – kid gets hurt so they're gonna have to get a junior college kid to fill in right away um and they were gonna oversign and they didn't think that it was gonna come down from the draft or kids quitting or hmm. graduate enough so um it's definitely like a unfortunate thing and hopefully it's not a conversation i ever have to be a part of because makes you look bad it's just a bad story for everybody yeah but it's definitely part of it it's definitely present and I mean, there's other kids that will choose to go to a junior college instead. Like, hey, look, we signed three other catchers. Um, one of them might get drafted. 
one the other two might not like so you're looking at coming in with four catchers and catchers is probably a bad example you're probably not going to sign four catchers but but if you did you, I mean, yeah that's like, a good example of a place you uh, go i'm right be like, stuck yeah um so it's unfortunate but i mean you kind of got to do the numbers it's not something that we would want to do just we don't want to oversign people and have to make cuts but it's definitely something that happens and it's the crappy part about being not a headcount scholarship sport but yeah okay so and yeah I'm, I'm sure there's scenarios both ways where it's not just like the college screwing a kid over where they're just right. like well they made a mistake or just like yeah things didn't pan out the way they thought they were gonna yeah. pan out and we just like look we've got to let a kid or two go yeah like, it's, i know it's, it's gonna not, happen sometimes right it's not I mean, it's as much it is as much as it is that that's going to be that kid's experience, and they put everything to going into X state school or university. But it's also like it's my job. Like if yeah, at some point it comes down to being able to support my family. It's like I can't do this. Like we're not going to win. I need somebody that's going to help me win to save my job. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's definitely a, a multifactorial thing, and it just and it's just it prepares people for pro ball too if they get there because yeah. You know, hey, you didn't have a good couple weeks. Guess what? You're not on the team anymore. Yeah, hopefully. So like, make sure that locker's clean. Yeah, you're going on a seven-day road trip. Be the first one on the bus because. If you're, if you're on the bus, you're safe. Yeah. You yeah, can't, you just go ahead and gonna, hide. They're probably not going to yank you off Dan, the bus. Dan, where are you? <laughs> he's been in the. He's Come here. here. <laughs> nope, nope, not. Yeah. I only fortunately only had that one time. I, I was only released during my last season, during the season. All other, all other times I made it to the end. I only got released on the phone once. So one time. So I was fortunate in that regard, but it's a hard thing for sure. Yeah, I mean, it definitely. No matter what level you're yeah, at. Yeah, it helps as, I mean, a bullpen pitcher that you can at least eat innings, whether you're up three or down five, where somebody's got to do it. But I don't eat innings, Morgan. I'm but a star. I'm saying it's a, I was a star. As a bullpen pitcher, you no, are you given play for like that three option. minutes and you're very unimportant. Yeah. No, yeah, I got that. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, I think there's just, there's so much money in all these college sports. It's just tough to, yeah. like you said, like your job is on the line. You need good players to keep your job, unfortunately. Right. And sometimes just things don't pan right. out the right way. Like I you mean, lose an extra guy from the draft and now you like really need an outfielder instead of this fourth infielder that you have. Right. I guess it's right. gotta happen. Yeah. Or, I mean, the worst case scenario is like the kid, like you get his grades back and he's not like academically it's not all of a sudden he goes from getting 20 to five so now it's like well you were getting 20 grand from the school but then you committed to us and you stopped going to class or you, oh. you got d's and okay F's. talk about that for a minute because that's interesting so when they look at all the finances with with you and your offer is based on their their grades that day right and then if they go if they slide down to the slippery slope they um it, it really it only i guess would like truly affect you like your dollar amount isn't going to be as much so now maybe all of a sudden you can't afford the school like yeah. you're gonna have to take out a forty thousand dollar loan instead of a five thousand dollar loan or twenty thousand dollars that's a big difference i mean it's mm-hmm. one hundred and sixty thousand dollars in loan versus eighty thousand dollars in loans which i mean you're paying that off for a long time yeah so all of a sudden it's not financially feasible for your family um or, like, the worst-case scenario would be, like, you become ineligible. Then we can't even, like, you're under, I don't even know, like, what would, you'd have to be a pretty bad student to be ineligible. But it happens. I heard there's like a, it's like a house arrest, but they take a pencil and they, like, put it on your yeah, arm. It's, it's like, like, stuck to your fingers. So you, so you have you take to that write, pencil off, yeah. Yeah, you, you have shocked. to fill in that Scantron. <laughs> Just um, all Scantrons yeah. all day. <laughs> yeah. It's like if the, all the chimpanzees write enough, they make Shakespeare, <laughs> which is not accurate. But So, and then, I mean, if you're ineligible... Um, that usually probably wouldn't come out until like your final transcript, but I mean, all of a sudden you go from graduating high school or barely graduating and all of a sudden now you're ineligible. So we can't have you on our team. You can't be on scholarship. You can still go to school, but you couldn't do baseball activities. You have to do not a sob story. Like smell you. If you can't go to class, high school is really easy. Yeah. Not one bit. Like, yeah. High school is easy. Granted, I shouldn't say it's not easy for everyone. I mean, there are a lot of people who genuinely work hard. For various reasons, go to class. But go to class. If show you, up. If you're struggling, effort, yeah, put in, put in effort. effort. If you're struggling, ask a teacher. They're probably going to give you a benefit of the doubt when it comes to it. For sure. And they'll help you. Nobody wants you to fail. 
They really don't. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent true. And in college, I mean, you have to stay eligible too. And baseball is the hardest sport. It's I remember there was a, a a pair of twins at my high school, Adam and Andrew Barry. Zero chance they're listening to this podcast, but they're <laughs> extremely bright young men. They went to I think Harvard and Yale respectively to play football. And I remember I like talked to them like me like a year or two later. I'm like, man, like you guys must have a really hard like doing Ivy League and uh, and and doing football. They're like. I mean, we played 12 games. Like, it's not that hard. Yeah. But, like, baseball is probably way worse. You yeah, guys play baseball, 56 games right. you and have... you practice, and you're at the field doing nothing for, for hours on for end. For a long time. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you which have is true. There's a lot of Tuesday games. So, if you have a Tuesday afternoon class, you're probably missing it every week. Um, yep. You have, you probably, if you're on the road, you leave probably Thursday at some time to get there. Probably at 11. To yeah. Get to, to you know, field, field at two, practice. And then or, your game's over at yeah. 9. Yeah. So then you're doing homework on the bus, which never I goes well. Never did homework on the no. bus. I would say I was, but. <laughs> I had to write philosophy papers on the bus. Yeah. And I was that, like, that was your choice. What am so. I even reading? That was your this choice. This is gobbledygook. That was your choice. <laughs> I know. I don't know how I got through that. Well, it was probably better than, I don't know. I don't know if it was better than anything. But there's it's, it's a lot of it's a lot of time, and they have to have good students. That's why you do recruit character, and you do ask around right. to see is this kid going to show up to class? Is he going to yeah. respond to our text messages? Is he going to be at practice on time? Is yeah, he going to be a normal upstairs? Up, it only gets worse. It's harder. Yeah, in if he's not, if he isn't going to show up for practice, then like that's just another like you're not going to show up to practice. You're not going to show up to where you're supposed to be for baseball. Obviously, you have no priority, so smell you. Yeah, and in your couple years of experience coaching, have you? seen a certain type of kid that shows up and then quits within the the first year uh, Do you see red flags with those kind of kids honestly not really um i mean we've been i've been pretty fortunate that i guess it also has to do with i've been at i've never been in a place for more than one year to like see who actually comes mm-hmm. back i mean i have a good idea but um that was kind of you don't i think every place that i've been they've done a good job to retain the kids that you want to retain or like at St. Leo last year we came in and there were kids and it was like all right like you guys are you guys do baseball a little bit differently than what I was recruited and um to the coaching staff that recruited me it's a little different now um it's not really for me which I mean I have no bad will against those kids they were good kids they worked fairly hard they did what they were supposed to do they didn't Mm -hmm. necessarily do extra stuff but that wasn't in their nature we didn't we found that out pretty early, and it was like, all right, we're just going to have to deal with it. And, I mean, at the end of the day, it was like as much as I wish – I hate to say, like, as much as I wish I didn't – like, he wasn't on scholarship because we could have got somebody else. Like, at the end of the day, we didn't have to cut him. Like, they're like – we just kind of separately parted ways. Like, yeah, hey, like, you're part of our program forever now. Like, there's not – like, you're not being removed from our program. You're just – separating ways and wait what does that mean i'm confused like you're not like you're not like kicked out like banned from our program like if you like come to our games come to like come hang out like if you ever need anything reach out but but you're not part of the team anymore yeah gotcha okay okay well that's good i mean that's a good way to part ways is you know like, yeah for- amic- amicably like yeah fortunately it wasn't like we're not gonna scowl at you in the yeah hallways. we're not gonna yeah we're that's not gonna good. we don't want to cut your scholarship and then all of a sudden there's like a big fiasco it's just like yeah we're done fine we'll yeah well, and, and, you know, as I was talking to uh, a couple well, a couple of your peers, well, not not quite, but a couple of our, our Warbird kids who are home for college, I asked two of them the other day, I'm like, so do you like, was this was college volleyball your, uh, was it everything that you thought it would be now that you've done it for a semester? And, of course, volleyball, they've already had their first competitive done, season, yeah. like, right away. Uh, and they're both kind of like, eh, like, and then we all, all three of us sort of agree that it's like at college and beyond is when your sport stops becoming fun in the traditional sense of fun. Yeah. And maybe that's earlier for some kids. I don't know. But right. it's hard. You do a lot of conditioning. You do a lot of stuff you don't want to do. It's right. a lot of long hours. It's very tedious. You have school. Yeah. Like, it's the different kind of fun, which... Especially for volleyball. Like, baseball, we have a semester to get them acclimated. Like, we're not full go right away where you're missing class for games. Like, you're going to class. We do have... Like, you do have conditioning. You do have weights. But it's like a small build. And then you have practice. And then, you know, you can... Your last three weeks of the semester, you can, like, focus on your grades, relax. Whereas those girls were just go, go, go. And then 
all of a sudden there's probably four weeks left of the semester and it's like we have finals soon like yeah. i don't even like i mean what happened yeah yeah so yeah and just the rigor of college any yeah. sport insert sport is just it's a lot yeah it's most lot. people like and i like i truly like liked baseball like loved baseball i liked going like I was probably one of few kids that enjoyed going to practice for the most part. I didn't like conditioning. Nobody, no one does. Really, if anybody likes conditioning, they're you're serious. Sick serial killer. You're sick. I kind of liked it because well, I was good at it. Well, I was good at baseball, so I was like, yeah. Good Dan at just runs in a straight line and like turns around. I was and, really good at baseline to baselines, man. Yeah, I, could I could do suicides not. like a champ. I I was not me. Straight eighty-five percent effort, just like cr- keep it keep it going. Well, do it. More power to you, but not me. I wanted to puke after like it's the useless. third one. Kenny Powers. Yeah, but. Yeah, it's 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 hard. It's a definitely more of a grind. It's a bigger challenge. A lot of time management. It's just yeah. like you're doing a lot, and if you don't really love it, and you don't really want to do it. It's just like Ugh. yeah, because you miss out on literally everything. I mean, you miss out on toga parties. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a good quote from Coach McDonald. Um, yeah, I mean, you miss out on all that stuff, and you don't get it back. There's no do over it. Having a normal social life and like None. going I mean, away for you know. A, concert over here your friends are going to nashville over spring break or like doing all these fun things like you don't do any of that no you don't and And i mean hopefully i mean your college is like set up to be four years hopefully a lot of athletes don't graduate in four years at st leo that was like our priority because of the price of school it's like get done in four years like there's people here to help you yeah so we're trying to like eliminate like no victory laps like it's cool people were like oh you know if i have six hours left i'll just do it in the fall and then i get a victory lap where it doesn't really set you up for set you up for the real world get done no, in four and, years and go yeah. get a job yeah have and, fun and uh, after that and people forget that it just costs you money being in college yeah it doesn't make not, and, and in this climate more than ever you can make money in lots of other ways that school is like don't please don't crucify me for saying this but like school is less relevant probably than ever no doubt your kid can grow up and be a, a star on the internet and do right. various creative things like you could make an etsy store and be successful yeah you could do lots of stuff uh as like a young entrepreneurial person no and doubt. like not do the cr- traditional yeah. route where it's like i'm gonna drop 200k on school it's like less valuable right. than ever probably because yeah. there's so many I other mean, things you could do if you really want to scrap yeah it. there's i mean another big thing that our my coach at st leo would always say like he was like if i get fired from here one i want to stay in florida but like I'm going to go, like, learn how to be, like, an air conditioning man because everybody needs air conditioning. <laughs> and, like, jobs are kind of going sporadically throughout. I mean, yeah, McDonald's now has, like, the touchscreens that are pretty cool. You don't have to interact with people or – Yeah, robots are coming to replace all of us. Yeah. They're and re- then they're going to become sentient, and they're going to kill all of kill us. Kill all of us. Kill so all of have us. your fun and play your baseball while you can. So before robots take over. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's weird that people – Everyone's different, and everyone has a different mindset. Everyone grows up, like, my parents grew up in a different generation, obviously. And at various points in my last 10 years, my mom or dad would probably be like, well, would you ever want to go back to school? Would you ever want to do this? Would you ever want to do that? Would you ever, like, and I'm like, why, like, would you ever want to go back to get your master's in, like, nutrition? Which, like, these aren't, these are, like, good ideas. Like, throw, like, throw ideas off me. That's fine. But then you think, okay, I could go back and get a master's in kinesiology or, like, get a better exercise qualification and spend 50 g's on it and what in god's name am i going to do to make that money back yeah it's just throwing money and you're not like sure you might learn like all right and like you might learn something but actually doing it is the best way to get hands-on experience is the best way to learn it which yeah you have so what are you really going to learn for yeah and everyone's different like if you want to you know get your even master's and you want to get your doctorate like makes sense like you know you want to work with a certain type of patient you need a different certification for or whatever it is but there's just a lot of a lot of like standard degrees that more school at this climate probably doesn't do you a whole lot of good probably not financially gonna balance out if you go 60 grand more in the hole and then what you make five grand more More for 12 like 12 years later it's paying off and then inflation inflation's killed you and the world world's run by robots anyway, so, <laughs> so advertising has changed. It doesn't the even matter. Masters and advertising doesn't matter because you're the slave making a pyramid for the robot leaders. Like, who knows where we're going in ten years? Seriously though, this world's crazy. It's nuts. I wish I was still. I wish I was younger, so I could see more of it without being old. Well, ship sailed. You're old. <laughs> be dead. Be dead anytime. <laughs> um, 
But no, it's it's been good watching you grow up and uh, evolve and. You know how facial hair apparently this yeah, is crazy. Yeah, I got a goatee. Um, kinda... But like Morgan was really, he was like a 16 year old kid. We've known each other eight years. Just yeah. watching you take your path, just like I took mine back in the day, and uh, it's been interesting. So Dan is now bald, and God, I'm so bald. You had to reveal that. <laughs> I had to. I so had bald. to. The changes in Dan are he's bald and he doesn't work out. He doesn't like to work out anymore. Yeah, I'm bald and fat. So you part know. of it. If you're a single woman and you're looking for a, <laughs> a bald fat guy, you know where to find With me. No master's degree. <laughs> no master's degree. No education. No hair. Philosophy degree. Very overweight. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, it's just. Uh, but the hat thing is new. I just started wearing hats because I didn't want to be two bald guys in Warbird. Lucas. Well, Lucas um, is still the bald. He's been the bald guy. Like he claimed he put his flag down and <laughs> being the bald guy. And I'm like, all right, I'm gonna put on a hat and see how it goes. And I've gotten more comfortable because I've never been a hat person but I'm like okay being a hat person it's fine and I'm okay being bald I don't care but these are just changes well yeah yeah well Morgan uh, is there any way for our listeners viewers to follow up with you yeah track you on the interwebs uh, I am on uh, Twitter at I think it's mdepuju now I switched it over um, and Instagram is mdepu10, I believe. But okay, I'll flash those. I'll put those in the show notes and on the uh, Instagram's not very. YouTube. It's probably private. It's really just pictures. Like there's like a couple pictures of me and the beach because that's where I live. But it's not that interesting. But okay, I plan on being. Don't check out his Instagram because yeah, it's terrible. Twitter, and I plan on in 2019 being more active on Twitter in some sorts. Okay, sounds good. So follow Morgan. Um, I'm sure if they have any questions, they can always email at you, Jacksonville. You know, yeah, you can find them on the web, it's wherever. on the website, but it's mdepu at ju.edu. Feel free to reach out. Um, I check it pretty, pretty religiously. So yeah, and I mean, I you know we've had a lot of coaches on the the show recently trying to give you different points of view on the recruiting process. I thought today was cool because some of those ins and outs, like you know, like what does an offer look like? What is right. the scout doing while he's recruiting? Like all these things, I think are important. Yeah. And each each of my guests have touched on different aspects from like different angles, so I think it's 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 important to help uh, demystify that a little bit. No so. doubt. And by no means like I could have a rule like a little bit wrong, but like these are the rules that I kind of the ways that I follow them. I could be it's not all the rule, it's not, but it's for the most part the rules and kind of how it works. So yeah, from my pers- from what I've seen so far. Yeah, absolutely. So if you don't already, make sure you subscribe here on YouTube on Podcast Land wherever you're listening. Um, and follow me if you wish at Coach Dan Blewett on all social media. And uh, thanks for watching here on Dear Baseball Gods, and we'll catch you next week.